Welcome, non-productive universe, to yet another Luthez pressing edition of Wrestling Recap, the show that hits you for a 10 count of the most important developments in wrestling this week. I'm the Macho Man Big Papa Pete, joined as always by my brother-in-arms, Leapin' Longshot Ken. Without further ado, let's jump right into the action. It was a uh, long week of wrestling this week because we had the Backlash pay-per-view. That is right. That is right. Um, it was, uh, Straight out of beautiful Newark, New Jersey. Beautiful Newark? Beautiful Newark. All You've right. probably it, never heard of that one. That's It's a different Newark. Okay. Interesting show, to say the least. Uh, yes. It was a uh, another, as WWE would put it, polarizing show. That's what they say when people didn't like it something. <laughs> they say it's polarizing. I don't know. I liked it. I do not uh, think that word means what they think it means. I don't know. I, I actually liked the opening uh, match to that when we had uh, Rollins versus The Miz for the Intercon. It was kind of obvious about how it was going to go down, I think, because, you know, Rollins having a raw title belt and The Miz being on SmackDown. I think there was a good chance of that. But, you know, there's always some fallout from superstar shakeups. So, but you know, the, it happens. The right guy won. I suppose so. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, The Miz didn't, so that's always good. Uh, I The match was a little long for my taste, but it was a pretty solid match. It was. It, it almost ran a half hour, but again, I it, kept, it held my interest the whole time, so I liked it. I really liked it. It is. What other high points do we have of Backlash? We have Elias and the New Day moment. Uh, Elias yeah, The whole out. Elias segment of Elias trying to sing a song. Yeah, I think it's getting a little stale, but they did a good job with this uh, at the pay-per-view. It was enjoyable. Having the uh, New Day come out saying that they wanted to walk with Elias. Yeah, I was hoping they would. I, I did too, actually. Yeah, I'm, I, I wish they had played more while he was trying to start up, I, but I, it is. I was hoping they were going to shake it up and actually have them do a gig or yeah. something. You know, that would have been funny. And then as that goes on, Rusev and No Way Jose, along with Titus O'Neil, start to have a conga line going out around outside of the ring. Yeah, yep. Uh, Oddly it, enough. It was an interesting thing, and uh, that, that set up a, uh, a run-in from Bobby Roode. Which, out of nowhere... Yeah, I, that's I, not his shtick, but no, it but worked. out of nowhere, like all of a sudden he was just in the ring. I was shocked by that one. Yeah, it, uh, it did a good job of yeah, it. Yeah, he pulled off a finisher on Elias. Game set match. A lot of people uh, not happy with you know such a ridiculous bit that they did, but I I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. Moving on. Back over to Monday Night Raw, where we are now getting ready for the Money in the Bank pay per view, which will have two. Separate Money in the Bank matches, one for the men, one for the women, with half the superstars coming from Raw and half from SmackDown. Yes, which is cool. Yeah, and this year, apparently they're doing, uh, each brand is having their own qualifying matches for getting into the match. That's right. Which uh, is a good concept. Yeah. I like it. Uh, and we're going to talk now about the women's triple threat qualifier. That was from an, Raw. That was an incredible match, in my in my opinion. That was. Uh, remind me of who participated, Ken. Oh, uh, uh, Ruby Riot, Ember Moon, and Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Yes. And I, I I don't know what it is, but more and more lately, I mean, I I never again. F- forgive me. Didn't watch NXT all that stuff. So my mm. I'm just getting introduced to Ember Moon and what she's capable of. 
But it just seems like each week, man, every time we see her, she's incredible. And Ruby Riot, I think, has actually gotten better in the ring since she first came out, too. And the two of them were solid. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, Sasha was solid, too. All around, it was a solid match. But Ember yeah. Moon, to me, is just putting on one heck of a performance after another. Yeah, and I was happy to see that uh, she qualified by the end of it. I uh, She's my pick to win the Money in the Bank women's match right now as of who we know is in it. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I'm really hoping that Money in the Bank becomes a, a breakout moment for her because uh, she deserves it. And also, hat tip to the, uh, to the bookers at WWE because not only did this set up Ember Moon getting her spot in the Money in the Bank match, mm-hmm. but... It also promoted and furthered the rivalry between Sasha Banks and the Riot Squad. Sasha Banks and Bailey versus the Riot Squad. Which yeah, is, that was interesting. It's kind of been like a slow simmer going on, and I think it could make for an interesting program. The women's division is loaded right now with yeah. talent. Oh, yeah. And they seem to be struggling for something to do with them. Mm-hmm. And this little storyline that they've got going could actually go a long way to allowing you to showcase more of the women's talent on Raw, despite the fact that you only have one belt for them to fight over. Correct. So, moving on. We had the uh, the six-man tag yes. match uh, between No Way Jose and Titus Worldwide versus Baron Corbin and The Revival. This was an interesting match. I'm really, really sick of six-man tags. They're, they're way too much lately. It's been a horrible crutch that they have, they've been leaning on. I get that it's the only way to actually spotlight everybody or give everybody a shot, mm-hmm. but it's, it's getting a little nuts, guys. But this was actually a very interesting pairing uh, or matchup. It's not just a pair. It's, these guys all have very different styles in the ring, and they all had a, a chance to shine and showcase their particular strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, to highlight the strengths and downplay the weaknesses. It worked very well. It's the kind of six-man tag that we want to see more of. It's not that they're just thrown together for no reason. It's thrown together for an interesting mix. Right. So, that's that. Moving on. We had another triple threat match for the main event. Uh, This time between Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, and Sami Zayn. That's right. Uh, Interesting match. It wasn't bad, but the finish was kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, they decided to have Jinder Mahal pop up and interfere in the match. Yeah. And my question was, why? Uh, Because Jinder Mahal. I guess? I mean, isn't everybody pretty much sick of Jinder Mahal? I don't know. I think I said a week or two ago I was kind of digging him. A lot of people are saying that he's improving, that he's he's doing some good work in the ring. But but he is a heel, and people do like to hate him right now. I don't don't even like to hate him. (laughs) It's like people are just really, they did not like the fact that he got such a huge push with the title over on SmackDown. Right. uh, right. Basically out of nowhere. Uh, But this could be the interesting thing. Because now they looks like they're putting him against Roman Reigns. Wait, enlighten me on this one. Wait, what? Well, could he be hated enough to actually get Roman Reigns over? That's a good point. That is a good point. Uh, if the, is there anybody in the WWE right now that has a shot 
at doing that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, uh, you're, I think you're right. I don't that think there's anybody else as hated as he is. Yeah, I, so. I guess so. I guess the next step is to find a way to give gender the belt so that people would be happier if Reigns took it from him. I don't know. Maybe you could use it to ju- just use how hated gender is to slingshot uh, eh. Roman towards the belt. They're 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 trying whatever they can. So why not? You never know. Let's see how this plays out. Okay, moving on to SmackDown, I gotta say, I loved Seamus eating Lucky Charms <laughs> because he's depressed. That, that, that was funny, but I also liked the bit with uh, the New Day uh, filling up their, their huge bags full of pancakes, and Seamus just being so upset, screaming out, I hate pancakes! <laughs> the, uh, the whole New Day bar rivalry, I guess you'll call it, has been very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I I hope they don't end it prematurely, I, but I also kind of hope that they don't push it so far that it becomes tiresome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fine line that they've got there, and so far they're on the right side of it. But it's all good talent, though, too. So right now, I mean, if you want to string it out for a while, it's good. It's, yeah, it'll be, yeah. It, it's good. Okay, moving on. Ken, you had something you wanted to say about Charlotte and Peyton Royce? Yeah, you know what? Charlotte and Peyton had a match this week, and during it, something was clicking, and I'm sitting there going, why does this match seem better than normal? And then I realized that Peyton Royce is about the same height and stature as Charlotte, and it's the first time I think I've seen Charlotte fight anyone that was the same size as her and not smaller. <laughs> I could actually kind of go a little uh, toe-for-toe with her. And actually seeing Peyton solo in the ring... I would not be the least bit surprised if she could actually go solo sometime soon. I think she's actually that good. Um, the Iconics thing is going to get them through for a while, but I think that she would probably be one of the first ones to be able to break away and go solo. Yeah, I, I think the Iconics are pretty much of a fan favorite, but uh, we'll see. She, she probably would be the breakout one when we get sick of them. Yeah. Ah. Uh-uh. That then brings us to the main event of SmackDown, which was another Money in the Bank qualifier, this time uh, Rusev and Daniel Bryan. This was a shocker for me, because it was actually a, a, a good match. Mm-hmm. Beard off. <laughs> beard off, yeah. Yeah, beard off. Huge size comparison. Was actually expecting them to do what, they've been, what we've been seeing lately, and Daniel Bryan was going to take this to go to the uh, Money in the Bank. Not the case. No. And I actually think that WWE made the right choice here. I think this was the right man to win. Rusev really needs a, a good win mm-hmm. in, his, in his belt or under his belt yeah. right now. And the Bunny in the Bank match is going to be a really fun forum for him. I think so, yeah. Uh, plus, Daniel Bryan needs to have the brakes put on him a little bit. Daniel Bryan as everybody knows, works best as an underdog. Go back to his roots when, yeah. when we first fell in love with him. And we, we need to see him lose a bit more to become the underdog again. That being said, brings me to another point about the Money in the Bank match so far, or matches so far. Mm-hmm. I think WWE is doing a stupendous job of booking this so far. I'm liking this. I'm loving it. So far on the men's side, we've got Finn Balor, The Miz, Braun Strowman, and Rusev. 
Yeah. I mean, just Braun Strowman and Rusev together in a Money in the Bank match yeah. is amazing. And then you got the acrobatics of uh, Finn, Finn Balor. Balor. And, and, and the and, and, somebody to beat up on of The Miz. Exactly. So I, I'm loving that. Uh, so far, so good. I hope fo- they keep it up. I'm looking forward to that match just based on where, what, where, where we're at right now. Yeah, and over on the uh, women's side, we've got Ember Moon and Charlotte Flair. Sure, they're nowhere near as close to booked up as right. the men's side, but both of them are solid choices, and Ember Moon definitely deserves this push. Yeah, and it, it's right again, just having those two there is just going to be is going to allow this to be something worth watching right off the bat. It's a great base to build on. Yeah. So that's a, that's nine points, and I just want to throw in a tenth, a little hat tip to man of the week as far as I'm concerned, Corey Graves. Man of the week. He's the man of every week. Don't 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 you listen to this show? I Cor- praise this man all the time. Corey Graves is a delight, but particularly this week, I loved him uh, with the deep nerd cut referring to Aiden English as Spider Jerusalem from the uh, cult favorite Vertigo comic book Transmetropolitan. Wait, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Ken. You're not a big comic book guy. Yeah, but no, you're right. That that really is a deep cut. Very deep nerd cut. Slightly less so is referring to Jeff Hardy as Captain Unicorn Arms. <laughs> if you don't understand why, watch what he was wearing in his match against The Miz. That's another reason why, again, Corey Graves is the man and forever will be in my eyes. Indeed, quite a good showing. And that's it for this week. Uh, do you have a pin- an opinion or something to else to add? Join in the conversation on the Nonproductive Fan Club on Facebook. And while you're at it, subscribe to our podcast feed via your favorite podcast-obtaining method. Links to everything can be found at non-productive.com. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.